Welcome to the Tools for Today's Farmers podcast, brought to you by the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. Our podcast will cover current issues in farming and will provide insight from a wide variety of experts in agriculture. Now let's get farm strong. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Rachel Dilhoff. And I'm your co-host, Zoe Robinson. And today we are happy to have Joe Ricker here with us. Joe is a retired Army Colonel and is currently the Veteran Outreach Coordinator for AgriBility. He is also the founder at Ease Orchard, which is a nonprofit that is focused on getting veterans, first responders, and their family members into beekeeping and other farm activities. Joe, thank you so much for being on with us today. We're very excited to have you, very excited to hear more about you and what you're doing. So if you could just give us a little bit more information about yourself, how you got to doing what you're doing today, and just anything else you want to share with us. Sure. So I um, I, I spent 30 years in the military. Um, I was in the Army um, when I... Uh, was on the verge or starting to plan on getting out about 2016, um, I decided that, you know, farming is kind of a unique area for a veteran. I had a lot of friends when I deployed that were into beekeeping and other things, you know, so I kind of thought maybe I wanted to get into that. I think after the military, um, personally, I just did not want what a lot of military people do and get a government job or a a business job. Um, I wanted to just kind of be left alone on the farm. Um, and that helped people. So about 2016, I bought this farm in Indiana where I, where I currently reside. Um, I met AgriBility through one of their AgriBility veteran outreach um, events over at Tuttle's Orchard. Wanted to be a apple guy, so it's good to go to the orchard event. Um, and then um, met them and then kind of stayed connected with them a little bit over the years. Uh, somebody foolishly promoted me again in 2020, 2019, 2020, and I left the area and then I came back. And when I came back, I had an opportunity through a program called DOD SkillBridge. So I interned with AgriBility for about six months through DOD SkillBridge. And then from there, um, I became a, a consultant with them to help with veteran outreach. And I love the job all the time, talking to veterans and trying to connect them with, with agriculture. There's so many great programs out there for veterans. I think a lot of veterans just need a little bit of steering. And that's kind of what I did in the Army through my career, you know, is kind of help soldiers make it to the next level. And hopefully I can make a few veterans uh, make it to the next level in agriculture. Oh, that's amazing. Now, you said that you, when you wanted to retire, you looked into farming. Is that something you grew up with or did you just think that's really cool. I want to do that. So I had no agriculture background at all. Um, I did take a couple courses um, at one of my assignments in New Jersey on beekeeping. Um, And then I did some farm visits as well, but I have no education or background uh, strongly in agriculture. And and it's really funny, you know, I, I got out and people are, you know, why don't you go get a degree in agriculture? And I'm you know, I think there's a point in our lives where we just want more hands-on and less, less to do, you know, for, for the therapeutics of it. I mean, I enjoy digging in the dirt first, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day. 
And there, you said it, there is that therapeutic aspect with farming or just getting out there and growing things. Um, beekeeping. I, I don't know much about beekeeping. Um, I know I'm, I'm kind of a sissy when it comes to bees. I don't like to get stung by them, but they have a lot of benefits. Um, and I would assume that there would be the therapeutic aspect in that as well and learning all that you can. Um, how many other veterans um, or friends of yours have you roped into this uh, farming lifestyle, if you will? Oh my gosh. So uh, in my position, what I do with agribility, I've, I've probably talked to hundreds of veterans that want to get into farming. USDA has a very large uh, program. They consider um, veterans as socially disadvantaged. So there's programs out like, like AgVets. Indiana has a program called AgVets. Well, USDA has a program called AgVets. Indiana has Indiana AgVets, and they stipend veterans to get into farming. I know there's about 90 people in Indiana or more on the Indiana AgVet program. This year, I'll get about 40 veterans into beekeeping. Um, I know I have a roster from Heroes to Hives of about 70 veterans. Uh, Heroes to Hives is a beekeeping program out of Michigan State that they teach um, veterans how to be beekeepers. Um, and then we have large programs. We're having a regional workshop. We'll have about 30 to 40 veterans at the regional workshop in Indianapolis in about a week or two. Um, and and then we've had uh, agribility events nationally that we've had uh, dozens of, of veterans at as well. So some of them get into it on their own. Um, and so then I, Yeah, and then I've talked to probably about 100 of them different stages, you know, and it's really exciting to know, you know, some of them say, Hey, I'm going to inherit a farm and I want to put uh, cattle on it. Um, and some say, Hey, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what I want to do after the military, but it, it has to do something with farming because I'm really into that. So it's, it's really cool and pleasing. And then it's nice to help people. That's awesome. Now, if let's say I'm a veteran listening to this, or I know someone who is where would I direct them or where would I go to get some more information about the programs you have or just uh, maybe programs in general in the U.S. or, or wherever? So agribility.org has a veteran resource area. Um, my my information's on it um, as well. It's A-G-R-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y.org. Um, so they can go there, click on veteran. There's a nice video about a few veterans um, that have gotten into farming and the rewards they felt from it. And then it has, if the person wants to talk to me, more than happy to fill out the contact or call me up. My number's there as well. Or they can just look at the resourcing. Because I think some people want to do it on their own a little bit. You know, I kind of started out that way. You know, you don't you don't want too much advice, you know. Right. So, so we just try to keep that, we do keep that updated with as much information as we can to help out veterans, That's depending on cool. where they're at. Awesome. Now, I know with, I, I love that, again, we're talking about therapy of farming and everything like that, which obviously there there's stress in life, stress in general. There's certain stressors that are associated with, um, you know, military versus non, but can you speak to that a little bit more and how in your uh, experience that, like the benefits that 
retired military or people that have been in the military that they've experienced from engaging in, in farming or such practices? So I think, uh, you know, the, the first thing I think of when you when you ask that question is it kind of brings your family back together a little bit. Um, you know, so as a as a veteran, you're usually there's a large amount of your time where you're not with your family, whether it's schooling or deployments or training. Um, so the farm life really pulls back together the family that was maybe missed for both you and and the um, and the kids and the wife. Um, I think the other aspect is it's nice to have organizations that are um, specific on veterans because then you can kind of talk camaraderie. There's a gentleman who's a, a Marine out near Spencer County, and he's got some great stories, but he raises bison as well. He's got uh, 100 head of bison out there, which I think is just a wonderful thing, you know, that, that he gets his energies from that bison farming. And then there are some things that veterans get into, like beekeeping, that I think give them a little bit of uh, mirroring of the military experience so beekeeping is very task oriented you have to keep up on inspections you have to you know take notes it's not a large stressful requirement but it is enough where you have to be regimented and some people are from their military experience are used to that regimenting so i think it kind of pulls together a multitude of things depending on um, what the person's looking for because there's so many aspects to agriculture absolutely and are there opportunities um it, let's say if somebody's loves the idea of it, but they're on the fence of, okay, well, how do I get started? Um, are there opportunities to shadow, if you will, or see it firsthand and then say, okay, yeah, I definitely want to do that, or eh, maybe not that? Absolutely. So so there's organizations. We have one in Indiana called Vet, Veterans in Farming. Um, and so we have kind of experiences to see if people are, if veterans are interested in agriculture, a lot of classes offered. We have one farm out in Danville, Indiana, um, and we have another one standing up in Anderson. I, for myself with beekeeping, um, if somebody's on the fence, I'll offer them a beekeeping experience. You know, you don't want to be a beekeeper and be scared of bees. So I'll ask them to be in a suit, ask them to put on a suit. We'll go out to the hive, we'll open it up, just kind of see if they're comfortable with that. And most veterans will just, because it's such a small and I, I want to say close-knit group, you know, they'll offer, like the guy in Danville probably let you play with his bison all day long once he shows you how to do it safely. Um, and then there's programs like Indiana AgVets. So the AgVet program does give you that experience, does a little bit of stipending, um, you know, for an hourly wage for, for people to do the uh, AgVet program. So there are a multitude of ways. And if somebody's really interested, they can always contact me and just say, hey, Joe, I'm really interested. How do I get there? And uh, there, there's a lot of experience. A lot of people are looking for help, right? Mm -hmm. And this is such a unique way to offer um, ways for them to de-stress, right? Like you said, you really have really found your niche with agriculture, with your beekeeping. And like you shared about the uh, veteran with the bison farm. I think that's there's such, so many different avenues in agriculture that you can explore, um, whether it's vegetable production, beekeeping, or livestock. Um, I think that's awesome. So what do you think one of the biggest takeaways that you personally have working with the veterans in agriculture? 
So I think one of the takeaways I would say is how close veterans remain after their service and how much they still want to help each other, whether it's agriculture or not. We, uh, we had a, a reach out from a veteran that was homeless, uh, pasted it, posted it on Facebook through one of the nonprofits. And somebody said, hey, I have a trailer. If he's willing to work on the farm, he can live on the trailer, right? So, you know, a lot of the veterans, um, you know, just still have that bond and that connection. And then, and then the stories, um, you know, that veterans have that are either similar experiences or not. It's kind of, it's kind of a little relieving to be able to speak the same language as a veteran, you know, when you go out and you do, when you do things with them. Um, and it's a, I, I think at times it's less stressful to talk to a veteran, maybe for a veteran, than it is to talk to somebody with, you know, a PhD in, so in, in um, you know, in some sort of mental health area, um, because they'll open up to a veteran have had the same experiences, whether negative or positive, um, and then making sure that that person they open up to knows what to do with the information and help the veteran. And speaking of that, are there policies or like maybe written or unwritten rules in place that if somebody comes to you, um, you have like, here are some resources that can help you or I'll... You're, you're confiding in me, but let me, maybe it's like beyond my reach, but I can get you to where you need to go. So, you know, most of the veterans are trained in um, at least a broad aspect of QPRs and um, in um, suicide prevention through our service. So most of the services have a very strong, what we would call suicide prevention avenue. And then agribility offers um programs to assist with that, um, like farm first aid uh, for the general farming population um, on that. And then I've been in, in quite a few discussions or classes on QPRs and, and, and other areas of it. I think the formality is maybe the informality is maybe what causes some people to open up than the, than the formality of going because it It'd be like your buddy talking to you, right? So your buddy's stressed out, comes on the farm, opens up to you. Um, you know, and then there's always the VA resources. So one of the things we're doing at the regional workshop is the VA has a program called SAVE. Um, so we're going to have the VA give the SAVE program information and talk a little bit about that at our regional workshop in June. So we just continue to, you know, put out the information, the numbers, and, um, you know, try to educate. It sounds like you guys have so many resources available uh, for veterans. So that is awesome. I think they're definitely, some of our listeners could ch definitely check these resources out and be utilized. These trainings, uh, if if I'm just somebody that's more interested in that, where could I, could I just go to the AgriAbility website and learn more about those trainings? I think the best thing, if somebody wanted to get interested in in more training and more formalities on that, is to attend one of the farmer first aid programs um, or come to one of our workshops. Um, the VA often does workshops for for save, um, but that would probably be the best way. Okay, back on talking about stress on the farm, uh, you're helping other people deal with stressors, but how do you? 
find the time to deal with your own stress in your life, if you have any? What What do you find works for you other than farming? If or maybe that's it. You know, I I guess that my my biggest de stressor is putting my iPods in my ears, listening to a little bit of music, and driving around with the John Deere. Whether or not I need to cut lawn or whatever, you know, unfortunately, it's probably not as good for the ecosystem burning the gas or diesel, but it is, it is kind of nice to just be able to be on your own iPods in, you know, in your own, in your own space. Yeah. Sometimes it's that, uh, that form of meditation, if you will, just to unplug for a minute and take in the the scenery. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And for you, if you are dealing with somebody who's stressed out, um, what advice would you offer them? So I think the the first thing I would offer them would, would definitely be to seek help. You know, it's it's not a, a tarnishment in any way to seek help. There's many avenues out there. There's many comfortable ways to seek help for people now these days. Um, you know, the VA has a lot of great programs, um, but there is some people get frustrated with the VA, but then there's a lot of civilian programs with farm first aid and, and other things that will help people as well. And really, you know, depending on the level of it, sometimes it's just talking it out with a buddy that understands the conversation. And sometimes it's, you know, to the extreme of, you know, needing to go to the ER because somebody has an immediate thought or, or idea. You know, and then it's just like all the programs tell you, you know, it's taking them there and taking them and, and getting them the help they need. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And that's good for everybody to hear. And this leads me into my next question, uh, because we do, we've talked, we talk a lot about stress. This is where the farm stress team. So we do stress is what we talk about. Um, it's It's a downer though, a lot of times to talk about stress. So we like to talk about, things that we're hopeful for as well. Uh, based on what you're doing uh, or have done in the past, what are some things that you are hopeful for, uh, maybe in your program or just in general that want to hear what what you find hope in? Well, I think it's wonderful every time a veteran's successful in farming. You know, some of them have really dug in the heels and and done the business plan and all the legwork and foundation work and have very successful you know, farming careers. Um, I have a friend who does Little Critters Nursery and he's, you know, he does rabbits. I know there's uh, Celtic Glen, who's a veteran farmer as well. And they have um, um, heritage livestock and, and other things. Um, uh, Sarah Creech has a program out at, she does organic farming out at Blue Yonder Farm near uh, North Salem. So there's just a lot of veterans that, that are successful to name a few that, you know, it's really rewarding to see those. Love to, love to make more of them too, right? So um, every time one of them just grabs a bull by the horns and is able to be successful, that's that's kind of a bright light out there. That's amazing. And I definitely a lot of really great things that you're doing and that everybody's doing. And it's something that popped in my head, I, I meant to ask you earlier, is there like a farmer's market specific? Because, I mean, it sounds like everybody's doing so many diverse, neat things that it would be a cool opportunity for everyone to get together and 
have your own farmer's market or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's a that's funny you mentioned that because we're thinking about doing that with veterans and farming. Um, you know, one of the challenges that that everybody has with agriculture is sometimes some of the distances and some of the rules. One of the challenges we had that maybe COVID helped us with was just, you know, meeting virtually. A lot of people aren't used to meeting virtually. COVID kind of forced us to meet virtually, and that kind of helped us when it came to, you know, people that are two or three hours away for a one-hour meeting. When you start to have an organization, the state of Indiana wide or lengthwise, you know, it really, it really can be a challenge to try to just to get together and, and meet people. So I think virtually has helped that. Um, I don't know of any veteran farmers markets, but if you hear of one in the next year or two, it might be because of us. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep my uh, ears and eyes open for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I love how whenever you share a story about one of the veterans and like the success that they have had with their farming operation, um, it just it feels just like a tight knit community almost. And uh, you just being and being the source of having the ability to help them as well. So I think that's really awesome that you can share those success stories with us. I'm, that's We love to hear that. Great. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, you know, in the military, I was a, a, a leader, but now it's more like somebody that just pulls together teams. And there's a, a, a famous general, General McChrystal, um, that used to just do a program called Team of Teams, right? So it's just all the groups of people that have similar interests and then just pull them together. You know, uh, it's it's interesting that you don't have to be there and then you check out them a year later, right? And they're they're flourishing because they, they're doing great things and you just get the joy in pulling them together, um, you know, and seeing them do well. I think that's fantastic. It, and it sounds like, I mean, I, I know I want to learn more about it and i'm sure those listening want to hear more about it too so where can people go to i know you mentioned it before but just as we're winding up it's, it's good to maybe mention it again where are some places that people can go to get more information or even hear some success stories from everybody so um that's infarming.com it'll take you to to our website where they're a nascent group uh just starting out um, so they will allow membership for veterans or associates that want to just hear the stories. And that's a, a great way to, you know, just get involved. Come to one of the workshops. They're not just veterans. There's a lot of workshops for other people. A lot of times, like our Danville farm is um, kind of a donated offering by a non-veteran. So gentleman out in Danville uh, passed away many years ago, and he left his farm to his buddy. The guy who passed away was a veteran and his his uh, friend said, hey, I want this farm to be used to train veterans. So uh, that's what we use it for out there. Um, so uh, vetsandfarming.com is a good one. Um, there's the Farmers Veteran Coalition as well, which is a national level veteran organization. Um, Agribility posts stories on our uh, veteran page area. And, and it may be my age, but boy, there's a lot of stuff on Facebook these days. But I understand that's not very hip for the younger generation. I was going to say, so on your social media, do does Agribility, do they share a lot of stories on their Facebook? Or where could our listeners find those? So that's in farming on, on uh, Veterans in Farming on um, 
Facebook is probably the most active specific veteran site. Agribility does have a great Facebook site as well um, and will will echo a lot of it. Um, and Agribility covers uh, a lot of the uh, people with physical challenges and other things. That's awesome. Well, thank you uh, so much for all of this information. I, I know I've learned quite a bit today and I want to learn more about this. You're doing so many amazing things and I love hearing the positives that are all coming from that. And um, and thank you for sharing your, your information of where you can learn more. And thank you all for listening to the Tools for Today's Farmers podcast. If you'd like more information about the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team, go to extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress or find us on Facebook at the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest, or if you have topics you would like to suggest for the tools for today's Farmers Podcast, please leave a message on the Farm Stress Facebook page. We use the hashtag FarmStrong on our post to emphasize that the agriculture community is resilient and is strong enough to overcome anything that comes their way. Share your story of overcoming stress on social media using the hashtag FarmStrong. We're your hosts, Rachel Dillhoff and Zoe Robinson. Have a great day.